Goose is loose. Touchdown, Elks. Trade forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. In the NHL tonight, Senators lead the Maple Leafs 3-2 early in the third, late in the second period. Florida and Washington even at two. Coming up later, Kings and the Golden Knights. Seattle's Jordan Eberle, a a cut from a skate blade to the upper part of his leg in practice today. So the team is uh, recalling Shane Wright from its AHL affiliate as an emergency replacement. Uh, Kraken general manager Ron Francis saying Everly suffered a deep cut near his quad muscle area after Jaden Schwartz stepped on a puck and lost his balance. Uh, Francis uh, was said they're doing an MRI to see if it got the tendon. I don't know enough yet. It wasn't gushing, but it was a deep cut. And of course, the Oilers, after playing in San Jose tomorrow, will play in Seattle on Saturday. 7 o'clock tomorrow for the face-off show game at 8.30 here on 6.30. Chad, the scoreboard presented by Cougar paint and collision our family helping your family for 40 years basketball tonight one minute into the second quarter the mavericks leading the raptors 36 30 you can uh, vote in my poll on twitter who starts in goal for the no not who starts in goal who would you start in goal for the oilers tomorrow against the san jose sharks calvin pickard is up from the minors Stuart skinner of course the other option as Jack Campbell has uh, cleared waivers and gone to Bakersfield. Right now, about 300 people have voted. It's almost two-thirds for Pickard. And uh, that's where we're at, hoping the minor league goalie can get the season going in the right direction. Here's Jay Woodcroft with a little bit on Pickard. Yeah, another good teammate. Anytime he's been around our team, he fit in. Um, You know, his start speaks for itself numbers speak for themselves um you know both him and olivier rodriguez are uh, off to a really really good start have won some games for that team down there uh has, have kept their teams in in games and you know for picks to come up um it's, it's a great opportunity for him he has nhl experience but um you know i would say it's an opportunity for jack campbell too him and i talked about this yesterday it's an opportunity for him to go play a lot refine some aspects of his game uh, get back to feeling confident and uh we'll we'll see where he ends up but um you know, we, we're painting this as a positive for Jack and certainly for picks to earn the recall, that's good on him as well. Well, that's uh, going to require some creative painting, um, but Jack Campbell's going to have to try to use it as a positive to uh, get his game back. And again, not that Stuart Skinner is playing a, a heck of a lot better or maybe any better, but if you put if you expose Skinner to waivers, he'd probably get claimed. So uh, they bring up Pickard here. And Jay mentioned confidence. We've talked about that a lot. The Oilers look uh, frustrated. The times they've looked like they're in a fog. We've talked about body language. You're going to hear Luke Gazdick talk about that in the next half hour of the show. And uh, this was a team that, you know, for most of last season, um, looked like they were never out of a game. I'm not saying they maybe never looked frustrated or looked like they were having a little bit of trouble, but you got the sense that they had a lot of fight in them. And Rob and I have talked about this after a lot of games this year. You feel like when they fall behind by one goal, one measly goal, even in the first period, like they did against Vancouver or early in the second period, that like they did against Nashville, you feel like, I don't think they can climb that hill. 
and they haven't been able to. They're 0-6 when trailing after two. Evander Kane commented today on trying to get some swagger back. I, mean, I think we showed a little bit uh, the other night in the third period. You know, you see a guy like Davo getting into it, trading uh, trading shots with guys and everybody jumping in. So I, I, I don't know if we're, we got to get it back. I think we can elevate it. Um, and obviously winning and, and uh, playing well helps that. But, yeah, no, I, think we, I think we still have a good amount of swagger. Again, I think it's about... Winning helps showcase that at a, at a higher degree, and um, but internally, I know I know we have the belief. All right, so the matchup tomorrow, as I welcome Drew Remend to the sh- to the show from the Sharks Audio Network, the two eight and one Edmonton Oilers with a minus eighteen goal di- goal differential, Drew in thirty first place in the National Hockey League, a points percentage of two twenty seven, up against the San Jose Sharks who are one ten and one, a points percentage of one twenty five. Their goal differential is minus 42. Oh, my goodness. The drama tomorrow night in San Jose, my friend. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, buddy. How are you? First off, first off, um, do the people with Edmonton and your bosses, your overlords and the Edmonton Oilers overlords know how good you and Rob Brown are post-game? Do they know that? Are, are they? Do they realize how talented you guys are and how much fun it is to listen to you. Well, I appreciate that, Drew. I, I, I really rarely think about what other people think, including my bosses. Yes. <laughs> Your overlords, though. The overlords, they always are going to let you know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the, the Sharks, uh, the Sharks uh, what's the goal differential? Minus 42 Sorry? after 12 games. Yeah, but to be... To be fair, there were two 10-goal games in there. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't really count those. Yeah. Can't really count those. You throw out the highest, yeah, you throw out the lowest, yeah. and then you come with the average. That's Isn't right. that the way it works? Yeah, throw out the worst and best results, just like figure skating judging, right? So, yeah. Exactly. But, you know, exactly, exactly. So the funny thing is, and I said this the other day, um, that – if you look, I was after the second, uh, after the second uh, tango game, the back-to-back against Pittsburgh, uh, Vancouver and then Pittsburgh, and I said, I know this sounds nuts. Trust me, um, I, 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 I know it sounds crazy, but goaltending has not been an issue for the San Jose Sharks. It really hasn't. Mackenzie Blackwood, Capo Kakinen, uh, Magnus Krona came in and released on the Pittsburgh game, but Mackenzie and Capo haven't played badly. They haven't played poorly. When I look at the goals that were scored in the 20 that were scored in those two games, there wasn't very many I could look at and go, oh, that was on the goalie. That was on him. He should have had that. I mean, the goals that the Sharks gave up were goals that uh, I don't care if you bring Ken Dryden back in his his heyday or you bring Andy Moog back or or Grand Fear. Nobody's stopping those. The goals have been that easy for the opposition team. So, Mackenzie last night, the Sharks got their first win last night. Mackenzie played. He stopped 38 and a half shots because I still didn't see that one go in that did, that did go in. He had nine four seven save, the nine seven four save percentage. He's been good for for watching the order game. And I'm I'm curious about this. I'm surprised that people would say start uh, Pickard instead of instead of Stewart. Um, in that Vancouver game, which goals? were the ones that you thought Stewart should have had or anybody thought Stewart should have had? Uh, well, I mean, look, Drew, it, it doesn't matter at this point. They're losing. There's six going That's in. Point. 
Yeah. And look, I, I've been, I've deflected some of the blame from the goalies this year because there's problems all over the ice. But I also have to use a line that I often use as a broadcaster. There's a reason they are called saves. It means other stuff has gone wrong. So the goalie's got to gotta make a save. And I certainly think the pious suitor shot that made it 2-1 was not a corner picked or an overwhelming velocity shot. You no, know, yes. Slot all by himself. I, I know he's by himself, uh, but he's not Alex Ovechkin shooting the puck. And I think in that case, you can say you need a save. You need to bail out. I think it was Nugent Hopkins and Gagne who decided to check yeah. the same guy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah exactly. And, and also, Drew, how many shots, like you don't know where a puck was going, right? Like how many shots does a goalie catch? And maybe it was going right under the crossbar. Maybe it was going right inside the goalpost, like, but they're stopped. Like when a goalie's playing well, the, the puck is just stopped. It doesn't go in. Maybe it was a perfectly placed shot, but he still stopped it. So that that's what I'm saying. Like... There's just there's too many going in, and yes, their defensive play is uh, an abomination. Yeah, well, there you go. But yeah, you exactly. but you can only change one guy at this point, so that's why I would throw Pickard in. So you see, the the thing is, when when I'm watching, you know, when you and I watch a lot of hockey, and when you watch the really good teams, and we're going to watch two tonight in just a short time when Vegas goes up against Los Angeles. Um, the good teams, great teams, the top teams work work harder than the other team. Period. End of discussion. With and without the puck, when Tampa's winning, when Tampa was winning Stanley Cups, they worked so hard off the puck. Vegas last year worked so hard off the puck. You called it. You said you, you need some more relentless. Yes. Uh, Mis- miserable bastards. Uh, <laughs> miserable bastards. Right. Yes. Uh, on on your team. Especially like away from the puck, and and Vegas had that. The top teams work like crazy, and I agree with you when they're listening to talking about getting some swagger back. Some of that swagger has to come back from the work ethic. The the Edmonton Oilers last year were that team. They had swagger because they knew they could outscore their opposition, and they had this historically great, the best power play in the history of the National Hockey League. Now this year, soccer, they call them career years for a reason, that that power play isn't clicking at the rate it clicked last year, still early in the season. But, so how do you, if you don't have your A game, what are you doing on your B game? And right now, to me, the other team, especially when you look at, say, Vancouver being a perfect example, they work their tail off all over the ice. They, they put you in jail in, the, in your own zone or in, in their zone. They, they shrink the ice when they're tracking back between the, between the face-off dots. They do a great job on coming back with five guys in every zone. It is impressive to watch, and that's what Rick Tockett, when I talked to Rick Tockett before the game they played against the Sharks, he said one thing that we, we try to do is, is make sure that we practiced harder. When Jay Woodcroft got the job with the with the Edmonton Oilers, I asked him, "What's your first domino?" And he said, "The first domino we got to do is five on five play away from the puck. Knock that domino down, and everything else will cover." Well, they're not doing that right now. They've gotten away from that. Um, so you've got to you've got to reconnect them to that. And 
after listening to you guys and uh, after the game and the, and the callers, oh, by the way, first caller killed me, man. You were so funny. It was so, so funny. Anyway, um, the, the other aspect is listening to Connor and, and everybody else talk about it. They're a frustrated group. They are a ticked-off, frustrated group. But they're also, because of their talent, a very dangerous one when they're that bad. So do you think, because, I, I mean, and I realize they had career years last year, but it, it was still a good team yeah. for the previous yes. three years. Um, so it shouldn't have dropped off this far. So that leads me to believe there's something between the years. Uh, I talked to Kelly Rudy yesterday about a trust level. Like, I think... Something uh-huh. has happened defensively. Oh, I'm supposed to go there. Oh, wait, Drew's supposed to go there. Oh, no, I'm supposed to go. Oh, uh-huh. they scored. And do you also think, is it is it possible, because I got asked a lot before the season, are they going to crumble under the pressure of the expectations? And I said no, because they put those expectations on themselves. But were they, did they put the cart before the horse with all the Stanley Cup yes. talk in August? Yes, 100%. Yes. I'm glad you said it. Like, Connor calls everybody going to be back two weeks before training camp starts. Well, you know what? Pretty much everybody comes back a couple weeks before training camp starts, and everybody gets on the captain's ice, and they have that. And they start, they're talking cup or bus, cup or bus, cup or bus. And Jimbo Fisher, great, great football coach, college football coach, has a saying, be where your feet are. So if you are, to me, it was a tad arrogant, uh, because we're talking about, September versus June and be where your feet are means stay in the present, stay in the moment, work on game one. And after you're done game one, work on game two. And after you're done game two, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Geez, we all know how long this season is. You can't be thinking that, well, I can't wait to raise that cup up. But if everybody keeps talking about it, you keep talking about it, and everybody around you keeps talking about it. The, Pat Riley used to say there are peripheral opponents, and you had to block out the peripheral opponents. Well, the peripheral opponents are guys like you and me, guys like Mark Spector, guys like, like as much as I love Gino, Gino, Jack, you, know, every, you name them, all of us that follow the team, all of us that are watching the game, all of us that are in the media, the ink-stained scribes that we are, we're the peripheral opponents. Your parents are your peripheral opponents. Sometimes your family is peripheral opponents when they're talking about the game and keeping you from focusing on the here and the now. So you're 100% right. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Does that You're the one guy who said you don't lose your confidence, you choose to give it away. So does it bug you if the Oilers talk yeah. about confidence and swagger and stuff like yeah. that? Drives me crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, to be fair, to be to be, uh, and I like I like I give credit to smart people because I, I all my all my smart sayings I steal from smart people, and that was Trent Yanni's, the great Trent Yanni, now with uh, formerly with the Edmonton Oilers with Todd, now he's with Todd in, in Los Angeles. You don't lose your confidence; you choose to give it away. How did these guys in the National Hockey League? on a very good team, and the Oilers are a very good team, and I still think that the Oilers are going to get it straightened out and they're going to get it back, but. How did these guys get there? Did they get there every time something went wrong and they lost a few games in a row and things didn't go the way they, they thought it was going to go? Did they just go, oh, well, boy, I wish I could do something good. I'm, I just don't have any anymore. I'm just no, no, no good. No. They're type A personalities, for crying out loud. So if you're talking about losing your confidence, please give me a break. Mike Greer talked about it the other day. He had a meeting with the, with the Sharks. Okay, Sharks, historically, we're looking to... to 
break a record. And they weren't looking to do it. They did it, though. Uh, they didn't do it, though. The NHL, you know, for most losses to start a season off, right? Mm-hmm. And Mike talked about lack of confidence. And he, he must have seen me roll my eyes because I rolled them pretty loudly. Because it drives me crazy when I look at these professional athletes who've been doing this for so long, who everywhere they've been, Every level they've been at, they've been the best player in their city, on their town, on their t- in their team. And now all of a sudden when things don't go well, it's, it's our lack of confidence. No, it's not. It's your lack of preparation. It's your lack of focus. It's your lack of execution. It's your, your fragility in not sticking with it, your lack of resilience. That's not confidence. There's just some flaws in the way you're preparing and the way that you're executing and the way that you're going through the game. You're allowing that doubt to creep in your head. Don't. Simple as, it's as simple as that. Talk about mentally strong or going back to what you said. You know, relentless. What is it? Miserable bastard. Miserable I'm going to get in bastard, trouble for right. saying that exactly. eventually, but yes. <laughs> exactly. I know, but we keep saying it. But that's what, you know, you don't, you don't, lose, you don't lose that edge. That's up to you. That's, that is totally 100% on you. And if you're allowing that to, to invade your, your headspace, then get it out of there. You are in control of that. Your attitude is under your control. Your effort is under your control. Your mindset is under your control. Drew, uh, before we go, uh, we should get a little yeah. more on, on the Sharks. I mean, the, the, it was not expected that they would be a good team. Perhaps it, would not be, it was yeah. not expected they would be this poor. So how is... Uh, how is the attitude around that team in, in that market? And maybe give me a player or two to watch tomorrow. Uh, Anthony Declare is starting to heat up pretty well. Um, Anthony's, I, I, I like him. I just, this guy doesn't suffer from a lack of confidence. He is a hard player, tough player to play against. And he's now he's starting to score. He's got three goals. But and for the Sharks, I know it doesn't sound like many goals to some other people, but to the Sharks, that's, that's a good number of goals right now, the way they play, considering they don't score very many goals. Um, I like him. Um, you know what, a guy that, that Edmonton Oilers fans will remember from the, from the Vancouver Canucks, Kyle Burroughs. Kyle Burroughs, he's a play killer, man, and, and not, in, not offensively, defensively. You know? So when he's, when he's away from the puck, he can kill plays in the defensive zone. He's really good at it. And he's a physical guy, even though he's not a very big guy. Um, and the, a young guy, William Eklund, shouldn't really be with the Sharks right now, 21-year-old, but he's dragging guys into the fight. Great. I mean, he's, he was a high draft choice, not very big, but he, he creates space, protects the puck really well, and, he, and he's dragging guys into the fight that are much older and, and, and more veteran than he is. And as far as the Sharks go, they had that meeting. Mike Greer came down and talked to him, says it's the equivalent of um, just wait till your dad gets home. Well, dad came home and had a little discussion, and, and Mike Greer said it was a one-way conversation, um, talking about he's not good enough what has gone on. This was after the, the second 10 10 game uh, against Pittsburgh. He says not good enough. It's it's way below expectations. Um, yes, we knew this year was going to be painful, but this is unacceptable. Uh, the you owe each other more. You owe the coaches more. You owe um, the fans more, and you owe our owner more. And it's got to happen. He, I didn't. I don't know if he gave him a or else, but. It was certainly a very direct conversation from Mike. And the guys played better. Um, although they only had 12 shots, and it was, like I said, they only shot 39-12. But they were, they were more into the game. There was more feistiness. There was more intensity. There was more um, pushback. And they haven't had that this year very much. So they looked better. They're, they're, you're right. They weren't supposed to be this bad. 
this was going to be a, a painful year as they are trying to rebuild uh, to what they used to be. Drew, I always love having you on the show. I, I, I enjoy your perspective and I enjoy chatting. I wish we had more time, but uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. It will be interesting. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll promise. <laughs> hey, I can't wait. I can't wait till the morning skate to talk to everybody. <laughs> right on. See you around, buddy. Hey, pal. You bet. Drew Menda, check it in from the Sharks Audio Network. Yes, uh, they are struggling, as uh, was predicted, and the Oilers are struggling to an extent that has... Uh, left, I think, even the biggest Oiler haters a little bit surprised. All right, uh, good stuff from Drew, and uh, we're going to get a lot from Luke Gazdick about uh, which GM was kind of cold when he sent him to the minors a few years ago. Inside Sports on Chet.